0: You're listening to Living with Louie. Well, hello folks and welcome to this week's edition of Living with Louie. I'm Larry Anderson, your host, and I wanted uh this week to um kind of talk about the, some of the some of the things that uh I know I'm experiencing as I continue this journey with Louie I know that a lot of you are, are familiar with some of the things that I, I'm going to talk about because I've seen people posting their um some of the things that go on on the various Facebook groups and so I'm just like I guess a lot of people that that live with Louie body and am experiencing uh, things that are, uh, progressively getting, um, perhaps a little worse. I know that for me and, um, it has been, um, a, um, an increase in, uh, in being dizzy, lightheaded and, and, um, an increase in the fog and the mud that uh, i experience in my thought patterns and i have some increased maybe difficulty with spatial awareness and um uh, that's uh, being coupled with uh continuing to have uh, attacks uh, you know uh with my independence i had to give up driving completely uh, which is okay. I'm I'm glad that uh, I could uh, come to terms with that and make that decision on my own without having one of my loved ones having to say, "No, it's time for you to get out from behind the wheel and uh, and stop driving," or to you know to have someone uh, medically remove me. I I made the choice and. So that makes it i think maybe easier than what it would be for um if someone uh, had to uh had to intervene uh, and i'm fortunate enough that i didn't have to have any type of uh, intervention to let me see that it was uh that time that it was time to to give up the automobile and uh give it to uh let uh, someone else do the driving because my driving skills are not as sharp as they should be. And I think I've mentioned before that I spent some time uh, teaching defensive driving, aggressive driving, uh, impaired driving. And like it or not, that's what uh, driving with with dementia is a form of, um, impaired driving, if you will. And so I think that it was, uh, definitely time and, uh, I'm glad that, uh, that I was able to make that decision. The increase in, or <laughs> the increase in the fogginess and whatnot, um, it, uh, it's had people to ask, uh, you know, well, what stage are you in? And I see that a lot where, uh, it seems like caregivers, uh, more often want to know what stage is my loved one in. And I guess that's so that they can kind of read and maybe look at what maybe they can expect or something, uh. I personally I don't like stages I don't like um, I don't pay attention to staging because I want to be able to work on improving any aspect of my life that I can and that's a lot being done because I'm directly involved with physical therapy occupational therapy speech therapy um, that that's um all of that helps me to not only stay more active but to stay focused on the things that can be worked on the things that we can affect change with uh you've heard me talk about neuroplasticity and The fact that I know that you can kind of reprogram your brain to take commands from areas that are not damaged or less damaged. uh, And these commands are being taken from a different area of the brain that maybe has been damaged by the Lewy body. And um, I've talked about like walking and having to think about you know, making sure I'm putting my heel down first. I had to retrain my brain to to think like that, and I have to constantly remind my uh, my brain and body to work together. And those are things that are never, that you never had to do; it just happened automatically. Um, but I don't think that I would have ever learned that uh, these in fact i know i would have never learned these techniques had it not been for the um the introduction of the of this therapy team that has just meant the world to me and to uh, my mobility um they can't do anything about this mental decline um or anything um about uh you know, the spatial awareness piece and some of the other things that are happening. I have autonomic issues uh with temperature control frequently. Uh certainly with um some uh some uh times periods where I feel a shortness of breath even though I'm not doing anything. And these uh i uh also have a, a runny nose that almost never stops, but all of these things are problems that are centered around my autonomic um system not functioning the way that it should uh that uh coupled with the uh, you know the the other things that are happening i i feel as though Um, we are, we, we were on this plateau and now I think we've kind of slid a little bit further and hopefully we'll, um, we'll make it back. But at this point where this has been going on for several weeks, we're not sure yet. And if, if you live with Louie, uh, you know that, uh, you can have good days, bad days and, um, anything in between you just never know what uh what hand Louis is going to deal to you when you get up in the morning but um i think the fact that you get up in the morning you face the day you do everything you can to um to keep your mind as sharp as you can and And to keep your body's mobility, uh, you have to you have to work at it. It's uh, it's certainly not anything that's given um, at this point. But uh, the other thing that seems to be um, happening to to me more frequently is these uh, what they call auditory hallucinations. Uh, They the one thing that I've, I've noticed with my particular experience with my hallucinations to this point I've not had anything that I've been afraid of nothing that's caused me to feel afraid and most of the time in fact I'd say uh, 99% of the time a visual hallucination I can apply uh, still apply logical thinking to it and determine whether it's uh, real or whether it's something that my mind is fabricating. And for those of you that have had these visual hallucinations, what amazes me is how vivid a picture your brain can present you with that's just not there, and just how real it looks. I've seen a dog a couple of times. I've seen a woman in a white dress. Um, When I was talking about these auditory hallucinations, I wake up at night and perhaps use the bathroom and lay back down, and as I'm trying to go back to sleep, it's like I can hear uh, Walter Cronkite and Dan Rathers having a conversation in my living room Um, I can't really tell what they're saying, but it's that, uh, that deeper tone, um, maybe describe it as a broadcast quality, uh, voice. And I know there's nobody there. I have, uh, three large dogs that sleep around my bed, one at the, and one at the foot of my bed. And, uh, if anything moves, they are, uh, they're on it. So I know that, uh, nothing's really there because they're being calm and that's just not the way they would be if there were something here. I also have some olfactory or, uh, smell hallucinations. If you will, I'll smell something and I'll say to my wife, I'm like, Oh, wow. Do you smell that? She's like, no. Uh, and, uh, and so i think that that's another thing that your brain just plays tricks with you on uh and it's um uh, it's it's interesting to me um how fascinating this brain can be and uh, the the thing that uh, that that i I would have never believed that you could retrain your brain until I've actually experienced it working with my therapy team. Um, you would have, you know, prior to this, um, and prior to them, I would have said, ah, that's hogwash. You can't do that, but it's not hogwash. It can be done. And, um, uh, I, I want to say that, uh, this journey, uh, has, um, has taught me a lot about the, uh, what, uh, what you can do and what you, you can't, if you set your mind to it, I do believe that had I just, um, taken the diagnosis and said, Oh, well, all right. I read that. That's, uh, I'm not going to be able to uh, um, to do much about this. And it, had I laid down uh, or just sat around and, and done nothing, uh, I would be in a lot worse off shape than what I am uh, working at this every day. And I want to do everything I can to push this out as far as I can. I know that in the long run, I will not win this battle but i certainly know this that when when this battle is becomes um harder or or i can no longer mount the battle at all i will know that i did everything that i could to um to push it off as far as i could the I, I know that, um, my, uh, my friends and some of my siblings have told me, you know, your attitude, uh, towards this whole thing, uh, makes all the difference in the world. And I believe that, but in order for you to, um, get there, I think you have to, you have to be willing to, um, accept the diagnosis that you have and then accept what the what those consequences are and and accept that you're going to do everything you can um i don't seem i don't feel like i have all the answers i just know this i want to share this journey with as many people as i can to let them know that they're not alone and also to to, um Help them to raise awareness, spread the word, raise awareness of this disease because Lewy body um, is the most frequently misdiagnosed form of dementia and one that the medical community seems to know the least about. And it, you see a lot of times where um, caregivers and whatnot just they they're not sure how to handle this situation um i've been fortunate enough in this journey to also meet some very interesting people from all over the country as a matter of fact and in countries around the world and um i've had a couple of people come on the show and share their story i'm more than happy to share people's story i don't think any two stories are the same and so uh, um, as we can learn from each other by sharing and um, I certainly welcome anyone that would like to come and share their story on the show uh, you're welcome to reach out to me on Facebook at living with Louis podcast on Facebook and we have a Facebook group living with Louie podcast group that you can also uh, just ask to join and uh, we certainly will uh, we welcome you we welcome uh anyone that has um, a positive uh opinion or well i won't i i will say as long as you have something to share that um i i'd be more than happy to uh, welcome you into the group and and share and also find access to maybe some resources and things Uh, that we share that maybe maybe you haven't seen before and maybe they can help. That's really what it's all about is, um, is raising awareness and, and spreading the word and, uh, trying to make sure that we're doing what we can to, um, help others that are going through this journey as well. Um, one of the, uh, one of the people that have been on the, been, uh, collaborating with is Debbie Costu. Debbie Costu has the uh, number one bestseller, forget me not. And she also has, uh, answers about Alzheimer's, a YouTube channel. And, uh, I've, uh, gone there and looked at some of the, the shorts that she has and stuff. And I think it's, uh, if you're. If you're trying to help someone understand, trying to help someone to um, to better be able to um, be your be a caregiver or whatever, she has a lot of good tips, and so certainly I would uh, encourage you to check out her area. Certainly, um, a source of information for me. Uh, the National Institute of Health, and that is one of the places that I go and I look for things. The um, Lewy Body Dementia Association is also a good source of some resor- resources. Uh, they they have all kinds of things on it. Uh, even they they even will send you a comprehensive guide for healthcare professionals that help you to maybe better be. Pro- be better prepared to have a discussion with your primary care physician and uh, there's stuff there from the louis by dementia association for caregivers there's um there's a lot of information there and it's one of the places that i that i go and um, look for information that that uh, as i continue to seek to know as much as i can learn as much as i can I I also find that learning as much as I can is kind of a double-edged sword if you will. I think that a it uh prepares me for what uh what may happen which is can be scary sometimes, but the other side of it is is that when I'm talking with my with my care team, I want to understand as much as I can for as long as I can. Uh, so, so there's, there's positives and negatives to, uh, um, understanding the, the research and, uh, the, uh, so I encourage you to, uh, reach out to those resources, reach out to, uh, us on Facebook. Uh, We'd be more than happy to, uh, welcome you into the group. And, uh, so thank you very much. Please remember folks that we are 100% voluntarily uh, funded by our listeners. So please go to the link and at the bottom of your, uh, of your favorite podcast uh, provider, and you'll find a link there that says uh, support the show, or you can find us on uh, GoFundMe under living with Louie podcast. Um, and every dollar counts, uh, and every dollar helps so please uh, take a minute and uh, go in and uh, and support the show we, we certainly would appreciate it uh, the only thing we try to do is cover our operating costs and equipment maintenance costs so uh, we thank you and have a great day we'd like to thank you for joining us for this edition of living with Louie